Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, try told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome okay, to the, the Grindcast. Grind Simon Arias here. Get, Get ready. It's a new day. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. We we got my man in the house, D.A. D.A. What's happening, guys? Appreciate you having me on here. What's up? David Allen in the house. So those of you that, that don't know, uh, this gentleman I met, um, I, I saw something on social media. He posted a, a, an ad. So I responded to some probably some investment on his end of, of some type of marketing, social media marketing or something like that. But I saw something he posted and, and I, I love the swag. I love the look and I love the vibe. And it seemed seemed what I was looking to do, you know, in, in getting some custom suits. So he did custom, custom clothing. I'm short and stubby. So I need custom clothing. And, uh, right. Come on, uh, look who's talking. Look who's talking. Can you custom clothes that? Do you have anything I mean, to fit that man I'm over there? Down too, so I might, you might be able to work with me. Do you stay right there? And I got you covered, all man. Right, We're okay. all custom. We're all custom. Make me look good. Baby. All right. Make me look we good. might have to get perm and, and something to test that out. Do all I right. get charged trip? <laughs> for that, there's an upcharge for the cost Shit. of fabric for sure. Okay. Jesus Christ! All right. It won't be crazy, some- but <laughs> so we we met that way, and and uh, he killed it. I loved everything that he made, and and uh, and then what I love more, what you came to my house. Yeah, for sure. We sat and we talked in the basement. Yep. And we did it in the basement, talked and, and uh, had you fit me up, pick everything. But I, what I loved the most was I just I I, I liked the person, you know, the human Thank being. You. And at this point of of my life. After going through a bunch of shit as a young person and going through a bunch of stuff in business to get, you know, and there's levels to everything, but I'm happy, you know, I'm taking care of people that I want to take care of. And the businesses at this point, I just want to be around good people, man. You know what I mean? I just, I ain't, I don't care how good of a suit a person can make if I can't believe in your heart and your character and the person that you are and it don't give me good vibes man i don't even want to be around nobody no more like that i think that's That's what that's what i love the most about you my spirit picked up on it with you and i'm like man this dude is a good good dude i appreciate that man that's what i'm learning the most too about everything is the company you keep is the most valuable asset you can have and it, it it comes down to just what's in the core of a, of a person and and that really dictates how successful they can actually potentially be um based off of who they are their beliefs and how they look at life and obstacles right. and all that stuff and i actually forgot that video was how we connected and i literally that i remember going back and buying a gopro and just messing around and had no editing skills or anything like that and just kind of played around on it and you know that was four years ago at this point that's crazy um, yeah it's been a long time four years and in four years seems like a long time but really uh, it's not in yeah, no. in entrepreneurship you know really as far as you've come you know and and it, it, i've watched you come far but there was a point before you even started before that you know what i mean yeah. for me to even see this ad you know what i mean so that means there's a point before i knew and then since i've known you i know how far you've come. I watched how far you've come. I've, I've, I've heard stories that, you know, I know some of the struggles that you went sure. through and, and the, and how you've overcome those and, and watched you succeed, you know, to the point of, of running these uh, successful fashion shows that, that you, you know, go donates to charities and partners and gives people a good time and a good, good atmosphere. And last year you had it in Mount top of Mount Washington yeah, and Grandview Avenue. shut the whole, street down. The, whole I mean, just, the whole street down. I mean, just his brain thinks that way, you know, just different, just unique it's dope. you know yeah, it's pretty cool that's dope, good man. good with art you know yeah. what i mean just being being creative man right. and, and stuff like that so but what was the come up like like where tell us how you started I, you know vaguely i remember you telling me something about a, the the tie or yep. different knot and then it evolved into something else yeah so i started actually i just turned 35 so i'm about 10 years into trying to build a business and brand and all that stuff and prior to getting into the custom clothing world, I um, had a necktie company. And what we kind of focused on was making neckties custom for golf course logos. Yeah. And we would have them sell to the pro. They would sell it in the pro shop. And and I had three business partners at the time. And it was cool, but it was more of a side hustle for everybody else. Right. And for me, I was just trying to figure out how do I leave my day job and create something that Real I really deal. enjoy doing. And, you know, we did that for about three or four years. And it was just every time Monday would come around, we'd have a meeting and then I could expect a text message from somebody in the group saying, 
can we push till tomorrow? Can we push till next week? I have this that came up. People not all in. No, and, yeah. and it, it was very disappointing because you have your heart set on something and you know you, you trust the vision, you trust where it can go, but you know it's not going to get there without every single day doing what you have to do and putting all the, the fun stuff on the back burner because that's so irrelevant. Um, so, so I, I kind of got to the tail end of that. And I remember watching TV or seeing an ad or something and a necktie, a gentleman was wearing a necktie. And if you tied it a certain way, the knot was a different color. And I was like, that's kind of cool, but it's also super um, gimmicky from a standpoint of like, you can only wear that once without somebody saying, Hey, I've seen that you wore that last week or you wore that two weeks ago. I'm with you on that. So I, I, at that time I was selling medical equipment and I was wearing the same five to 10 neckties every week and just alternating those with suits and dress shirts. Mm -hmm. And I just said, man, it'd be cool. Like instead of buying a hundred new neckties, why don't I just make this device to change the look of every single one? And I can make my favorite necktie have 20 different looks instead of having to buy, you know, spend a boatload of money and buying all, all brand new wardrobe, new neckties and things like that. So I just went out to Joanne Fabrics, bought a sewing machine, and then I, I taught myself how to sew. And um, you know, I, I, at that point, I just said, "Hey, this is—it's time for me to do my own solo bit as an entrepreneur. I want to see if I'm as good as I think I am, and if I can actually take this to where I want it to go." And that's what kind of started everything off was in my independence of doing it by myself and trying to figure out if I can carve a path. And it started with you know getting a patent and and learning how to sew. And so I, when I hear all that, I hear. I went all in. I, I separated myself from people that were not all in. And doesn't mean they're bad people. Doesn't mean that that maybe they they weren't they didn't end up walking in the fruition of what their life was supposed to, to, to be like. But for you, you were know that you wanted to go on that path and make it happen. People weren't all in, so I separated. I started to go all in on my on my vision of what I thought that I was capable of doing. Let's see how if I think I'm as good as I am means I took a risk and I bet on myself. Sure. And and, and so then what? Yeah, so started doing that. You know, I at that point I said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to invest every free minute that I have, uh, weekends, evenings, daytime. If I'm if I'm you know the middle of a day with my medical job and I'm home for an hour, make sure that's capitalized on trying to trying to. So how many hours a week were you working in the medical? So I was probably you know. Uh, 30 to 40 hours a week. I had some downtime working out of my house and my office and all that stuff. So I did have some flexibility, which was nice. Um, But once I started the proper nod and started building that, I quickly started pulling time away from the day job to do the, yeah, exactly. To to focus on. Yeah. So, cause my thought was, you know, worst case scenario, if I got fired for doing something on the side, I'd figured out and I would get another job if need be. And best case scenario is I'm finally an entrepreneur and let's, let's just get it rolling. Um, you know, so I started doing that and, I realized I didn't have the the search engine optimization skill set. I couldn't build websites. So I had a kind of a small creative team that I would work with and that helped me. But selling a product for $20 a clip without any of that skill set and having an expensive overhead because I did very well financially in, in my day job. I was you know, 26, 27. I think my W-2 was $252,000 at 26 years old. And um, you know, I was making great money and living a really exciting life and doing what I wanted, but I, I felt empty. I felt like, what was I doing this right. for? What's the purpose of all this right. stuff? And um, so I just said, there's gotta be a way to try to do something different so what I did at that point was I, I went out and started working with manufacturers and I said, look, if I can try to sell suits to friends of mine, I feel really good wearing a suit. I feel more confident. I feel more proud of what I'm doing. Best case, cool. I'll have friends buy suits off me and I'll charge them $100 more, $50 more, and eventually be able to buy suits for, for nothing by just selling them to friends. Right. And then that kind of caught on pretty quickly and um, the interest was there. So over the first, you know, 12 months of making mistake after mistake, I just, I I would slowly start increasing the price a little bit and just seeing if people would still buy and still buy. And I wanted to make sure I got better at what I was doing from a measuring, tailoring standpoint and sourcing product, trying to connect with different factories overseas and all that stuff. He was all nope. in. He was all in. Yeah. So it it was at that point it was just like, you know, I was still doing the 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 quote nine to five in medical, which it was seven days a week anyway. And that was the benefit was the flexibility of right. of working out of my house, traveling. I didn't have to report anywhere at, at all, so I, I can kind of come and go as I pleased. 
but again, something I just felt was absent from my life at that time. And I had to explore other options and kind of figure things out. And, and suiting made sense in the evolution of neckties to the proper knot. And hey, what's next to, to get right. in front of a lot more people? Right. Not everybody wears neckties and not everybody wears suits, but everybody has an experience right. with a suit for the most well, we part. We know my size, you know, we would describe it off the rack as like 44 short. Correct. Right? Short. Short. Athletic fit, short. Yeah. What? How would you describe... <laughs> That size over there, like what size would that be? Oh, this guy proud. We'll call proud. that proud. Proud, man. <laughs> proud. like we were talking man. about. Yeah, me and proud. Perm were talking about a day ago. I was telling somebody, I'm like, man, I used to be so good. You know, when I was young, I could just eye it up. I didn't yeah. even need oh, it. Yeah. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, like, you should be good enough to, to eye, up. eye that up right. right now. What is that? What is I, I would guess 50, 52 ish in that range would just be a, a quick, uh, quick. Regular, regular, I think. Yeah. 52? Yeah. No way. No. I, I like probably colors. like 152. <laughs> I like loud colors too. You know <laughs> we ripped 52s. Remember, we tried, we used yeah. to find, nah, yeah, nah. Nah, we got to go. Nah. So, so yeah. when, when was it when you decided to leave? Like when you left the job, the regular nine to five? Like when did you decide to leave that job? I decided and, and how was your your parents and stuff on that? Yeah, no, great questions, man. I I decided to leave the job when they told me to leave the job. R really? That yeah, was it. It was um, you know, I I so I was at this one company for about 4 years and that they was They fired you? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Because so, they knew that you were doing Yeah. Yeah, so so how how this kind of all played out? Um, I did really well in medical and I built great relationships with people and the company that gave me the opportunity to make the big time money. I didn't want to leave there with any burnt bridges or anything like right. that. So it was at a very interesting time in healthcare where some policy had changed. So things were already shaken up a little bit. The sales numbers were getting higher and harder. And I was working less on that and more on the side project. So at that point, we had a competitor of ours that had a new product that came out and it was, it was only focused on a smaller niche group of people and I had a really good relationship with that specific doctor base. So I said, hey, why don't I look for another job, bounce over to this company and then see if I can hide this a little bit longer and just stretch it out as much as I can so I can utilize their resources, utilize their time and, and help me cover my daily expenses as I started minimizing at that same time, um, one of the WWE wrestlers, Titus O'Neil, I started working with him. He was kind of my first big client, celebrity client that I started working with. Mm -hmm. And they did a story on him on ESPN. And they talked, and he, he had mentioned myself and another tailor that Titus uses. Yeah. And that kind of, my boss ended up seeing that. That uh -huh. kind of brought the, the antennas up on what's David doing. <laughs> yeah, what's he doing? Where you at, yeah, man? And, and prior to actually jumping ship to this company, a couple of former colleagues of mine also left that same business and jumped to that company. And unfortunately, one of the dudes told my boss that hired me, hey, David's doing this on the side. So he already kind of gave him a heads up of what I was doing. And when I took the job, I said, here's the deal. I have this. Were the numbers going in the right direction? Yeah. Yeah. Numbers. I wouldn't have cared. That, right. That's was the crazy right. thing. You get right. results. Right. If you get results, right. what, if you're selling ties or whatever you. you want, that's on you. you. Yeah. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. and, and that, that was the crazy thing that really ca caught me off guard. But how, how I knew that this was going to happen, it's really um, weird how it played out. But I remember talking to a good friend of mine. His name is Eric. He lives out in Chicago, and he was a sales rep as well. He had some gyms on the side that he was an entrepreneur and was doing, doing very well on some other projects. And I was talking to him and I was like, man, I don't know when to quit. Like, I, I was like, I feel like I have to quit because I don't have enough time. Right. You know, I could tell the day job suffering, my clothing suffering because I'm just not devoting enough time either. You gotta way. go all in. Yeah. And his, his response to me, I was saying- That's what people don't realize. There's another point. These are, these are things sometimes you could hear people talking yeah. and then they just- so you, there was no way to, to make it pop without going all in. No chance. And Never in order to go all in, you had to give something up. In order to go, go up, up, you got to give up something. And, and the higher you want to go, the more you got to be willing to give up something, make, make certain types of, uh, of trade-offs. That's what I hear. You know, it's like I had to give up this in order to start going up. I had to go all in with no guarantee and probably didn't go straight from making 250 to... 250 
N- not at all. Right? Not so not talk all. about yeah. that. Yeah, so I'll, let me just finish this real quick on that. So I was, and this is kind of the irony, and, and you know, in the entrepreneurial journey, any way you could spin a situation into a positive, you figure that out because I always say there's, there's um, not all currency is created equal uh, when you're building a business. And the beginning of, of building a business is positivity and relationship Absolutely. currency yep. more than actual financial, financial yep. currency because that, that takes a little bit longer to, to actually happen. So I remember I was talking to Eric and I was sitting, getting ready to go into a doctor's office in Ohio. And I can't remember where in Ohio, um, but it was, actually, it was near Youngstown, so it wasn't too far. And I'm like, dude, I have to figure something out. And he's just like, stick it out as long as you possibly can. The minute I hung up my phone, uh, I was checking my email. And before I walked into the, the eye doctor's office, I had an email from the president of my company and my mm. boss emailing each other and they copied me on it. And they pulled a screenshot of my cell phone call log and what cell phone towers it hit in New York City, in Miami, in Connecticut. And then he paired it with emails that I sent to my boss saying, hey, I'm in Pittsburgh right now. I'm working. I'm doing this. So he had basically pulled my records to find out I was gone. Where were you at? And, And at that point, I was like, okay. Got me. I was like, there's no hiding at this point. I called my former boss and I told him the situation and he was like, you're done. Like they're, you're, you're, you're done. And, um, you know, fast forward, the NFL combine was coming up, uh, roughly right around that time frame, And I was going to the combine to try to sell suits to some NFL guys. And, um, I woke up Friday morning. I was supposed to have a conference call at 9am with my boss and the president. And I just blew it off. Cause I was like, I'm just going to uh, wait yeah. a couple more days. Yeah. And uh, as I'm driving out to Indianapolis, my phone shut off and I was like, all right, I guess this is that, this, this is that time. Mm. And then, you know, fast forward, I come home on Monday and I had a FedEx envelope waiting for me. And it was basically, Hey, you're toast. Um, you know, you know, good luck. And, um, that was kind of the epiphany and, and I'd be lying if I didn't say I was shook a little bit. Um, they caught you by surprise at that time. Like you didn't. Yeah. I mean, you you were you were ready to do it, but you didn't expect it to go down like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, at that time, I had I think eight or nine thousand dollars a month in bills. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and and that was my source of income. So the fear of like, damn, there's you have nothing left. Uh-huh. And prior to that, you know, I I paid off a student loan. I I built a house. Um, all within a year and a half or so of me starting my business. So my my cash flow was was very poor. I didn't get to build it back up at that point. And um, you didn't have a large savings. No, I, I my savings was check. depleted. Yeah, it was, and, and that's really where I was. Yeah, check the check. Um, because I had done the things to kind of maneuver myself because I didn't anticipate that happening. And at that point, it was like, all right. Um, I, I remember um, actually as soon as I got the email, I remember pulling off the highway. I think I was on seventy or something like that, and I, I actually cried for like ten minutes. And I was like, damn, like this this feels bad. Like I feel worthless. And then I just shook it off and I said, look, figure it out you know, just figured out. And I started driving and, um, I didn't tell my parents right out of the gate because I, you know, I knew you, you knew something was going to be in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, it's going to be nice. It it was kind of ugly in that standpoint from, you know, obviously parents are concerned about their children and everything else. And, um, every time I would come home and when my dad found out, he, he would say, you know, did you get your resume ready? Did you get your resume ready? How's business? How's business? Uh, every day, every day, all day. Yeah. And, and it got to the point where him and I had a little bit of a, uh, yeah. headbutting situation. And I just told him like, I, I can't be around this. Like I, I can't, every time I see you, I can't hear the negativity. Like I get it, it's coming from a good place, but I'm not going back. That's a huge one because I, I've seen this in, in our business even, you know, most of the kids' parents, most of the, when I say kids, you know, the, the younger people in their 20s yeah. or 19, their, their parents don't really support this business either, you know, because it's entrepreneur. It's entrepreneurship. I tell people, like, my mom was supportive and said, go for it, and, and she's a, a freak of nature. Like, there hasn't been, there's been some, but most of the people that start here, they don't have a bunch of support from their parents like yeah man go chase your dream you know be an entrepreneur bet on yourself you know what i mean make as much as you can be as much as you can everybody's programmed to to do safe and sometimes you know even parents and people that love you and care about you their their stance is i just want you to be safe and i want you to be just secure not i want you to to put yourself in harm's way i want you to to live on the edge i want you to 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 make risks you know and go for it and i get it as a parent myself it's like eh. I, you know i'd feel you know if i didn't know this life i could see how a normal person would want 
their kid to just be sure. like comfortable right. and safe versus going for you know their dream or you know or yeah. something like that taking those risks so then what happened yeah so um you know kind of dealt with that battle for a little bit and and i remember calling my financial advisor at that point and i just said hey here's my situation how much money do i have in my in my iras in my 401s all that stuff and mm-hmm. I said, it's time to start pulling. Um, I said, I don't have anything else in my savings. I think I had about $170,000, 160000 in that in that range. And, and my, my assumption of that was like, all right, cool. If I calculate the numbers, I figure out here's my monthly situation, then this will probably last me like two years or so. And four or five months later, that was just gone, gone totally gone. Fast. Um, and that, that was a pretty low point for me um because you're just the business was growing in a great direction it was never not profitable the the negative of my business was my personal living experience and and situation and as in the beginning i was making mistake after mistake you know i remember titus to go back to him my first my first real client that i had um you know he ordered 10 suits off me the first time i met him which was great but I made every suit all at once instead of making one suit and saying, hey, does this fit? fit? Right. So then whenever he would try it on, they, you know, I was working with China at that time and, and they didn't leave enough uh, seam allowance inside the seams, which uh-huh. basically means if you need to adjust it, Can't. you can make it bigger if there's mm-hmm. enough excess fabric. Right. Well, I couldn't get to the communication to the factory to explain this is the situation, this is the problem. So then I ordered 10 more suits and then 10 more suits and nothing ended up fitting him. So I was 40 to 60 suits in the hole before, before I was like, yeah, Yeah. Hey, maybe I should order one. Yeah. Cause I didn't have a mentor teaching me any of this stuff. I didn't all in. He was like, just do it. Yeah. And, and, um, so it, you know, little stuff like that, that you spend money on. And I remember I paid like $4,000 to advertise in a magazine somewhere. And I was like, yeah, this is going to get me all kind of views and think about how important mentorship is. Because now imagine if there's a young man out there that, you know, <laughs> says he you take a liking to him and he's like, man, I want to start a suit business. I'm in uh, Maryland and, you know, I, I'll come visit you once in a while. You could zoom me. Maybe I can you give me some guidance if I ask you some questions? Yeah. Imagine how many things you'd be able to stop him from doing and making mistakes in this line of work and business. If he were to just listen to you and you tell him kind of what plays to, to run. You, you know you, what I mean? You could probably save somebody 10 to 15 years, uh, if Easy. not more. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. And even like, you know. Power of mentorship. Mentorship is the most crazy, powerful, um, you know, and it's, it's you got to be careful because there's a lot of people out there that want to mentor people that aren't the right people the to do one, those. Yeah, exactly. Like the um, one, right. And that could so be. So what the, do you mean by be careful? You know, how I always tell people when it comes to mentorship, number one, first and foremost, you have to trust yourself. That's the biggest thing. So I always say, ask as much information from credible and successful people as you possibly can. Listen to what they have. Right. Because even if it's a different industry, there's processes that are all the same. But then after they tell you their thought, ignore everything they told you. Chew up the meat and spit out the bones. That's it. Go with your gut instinct, but learn. Absolutely. Get advice, get wisdom. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah. and use some of the rationale and reasoning that they provide to you to translate that to your everyday because a mentor yes. is a mentor. They're not a business partner for you. Right. They still don't know the ins and outs of every day to day, the dollar. And even if you break it down once a quarter, once a month with them and show them, that helps a little bit more. But you still, they don't know your business because you're the one that lives, eats, every breathes, day. all right. that stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it's great. Mentorship, it's just. I, you know, I wish there were people that I would have met sooner along the path, um, especially, you know, we're talking about parents and you couldn't go to them for certain things because you couldn't get the help for certain things. Right. Um, but yeah, that mentorship, it's it's one of the most powerful things to, to, to get you to be successful. What, what things do you sit back and, and, and see today uh, or do today to where, you know, do you ever have moments where you look back and it's like, man, I can't believe how far we came. You know, I never thought I would be doing this with this person in WWE or, you know, it didn't seem real. You know, it's like when I was talking to this person or, you know, whatever that whatever that is. Do you have any, you know, thing that you could look back on as like, man, sometimes I just can't believe that we're here right now doing these things. Yeah. And I think you'll probably appreciate this. I don't really have any of those experiences. Um, and I think because I'm not where I want to be yet and I'm not anywhere close to where I want to be yet. So 
it's very, very tough to bask in success that you've had when your goal is always changing, obviously. Um, I certainly appreciate everything that I've yeah. been through, and I appreciate all the people. I remember, you know, uh, the first person that posted on Twitter that had like 30,000 followers for me, and they were a writer for like the Tribune Review or something. Now I have people with millions and millions of followers tagging me and buying stuff off of me. And it's cool, but I also see them as entrepreneurs. I also see them as just good people that are hustling. And and so there's not really a wow factor from that standpoint. Um, you know, I, I, I when I first met John C. It had to be somebody, man. I mean, it had to be one person. You were like, yo, this yeah, is sweet. So John Cena is my biggest name client that I work with probably. And meeting him for the first time, that was early on. That was like 2017 early in the year and you know i mean just you're dealing with a different level of celebrity and status so that first meeting with him and especially because i didn't have my product dialing in at the time and i knew i had one shot to do it with him and he told me like you have one one chance and um you know it was just i remember i was sitting backstage at wwe in pittsburgh and he was ironically there yeah and I, I always set up in the catering area where they have the food and the families and yep. some of the guests come back and kind of hang out. So I'll, I'll sprinkle my fabric books out and everybody just kind of comes back, hangs out and whatnot. And he made a beeline for me the one day and I didn't know, you know, I'd never met him before. And he just points at me. He's like, you're the suit guy, huh? And I was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've been working with, you know, X, X, Y, Z people. Yeah. He's like, pick your stuff up, come with me. And we went to this private room somewhere else. And, um, he's just, he's just separated from a lot of the other guys. Right. Um, yeah. Comfortable. Yeah, for sure. And and um, so we just we went to this room and we just chatted about everything. And it was cool because he just was such a good human being, which helped out. And the way he treated me was just really cool. But I mean, he doesn't have an easy frame, an easy body to fit or anything. Big, he's and, like a rock. Yeah, and I, I had seen him before. He's he's huge, huge, he's huge. Um, I had no idea how to fit him. Huh? He was like, man, this is something different. I it was a guess. Yeah. It was just purely measure and trust and hope that yeah. it worked. And we, uh, I think whenever we- could probably definitely do perm, man. Oh, yeah. You did John Cena, brother. (laughs) John Cena and perm, baby. Just the same. Side by side. just the same. (laughs) Same thing. That's all. It's all good. Go ahead, man. Sorry about that. No, 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 no. But yeah, I mean, that was probably the one that was like- The one thing. But when you went there, you were like, like, man, I can't believe I'm about- This is is my first, I mean, one of my first big guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because at that point, I was just working with probably 10 to 15 other WWE wrestlers. I wasn't working with any other musicians, celebrities, or anything like that. So it was, that was the pinnacle where I was like, man, if I can get this and I can nail this- I can move on. I can move pretty far. I can move fast. Yeah. 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 Now, you've, you've moved from- suits to now you're you were doing some yoga line or something recently what 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 sparked that and what's going on with that yeah no so we um suits dress shirts we tried to expand how to i never want to become known as a suit company Mm -hmm. which is why i don't wear suits too often and if i do i try to be really different with how they look i want to become i want to be known as a designer because i love the art of design okay so you're evolving correct because i think you were known as the suit guy correct a few years ago yep like last year yeah yeah (laughs) hey man it's we're still i got you um yeah so i i i purposely dress different and i purposely don't wear suits as often because i don't want to be labeled as a guy always wearing a suit right so i just want to make sure everywhere i go i have some form of a style um you know earlier this year with covid striking back in what march time frame or so you know our business we're down 98 percent 96 percent march april may and we're starting to climb back now but at that point i'd build a a relationship with a couple celebrities and i've had some ideas in past with partnering them in, in, in on other projects and just diversifying and trying to create other businesses that were involved in fashion. So we started a conversation back in May with uh, Jay Wow from Jersey Shore. Oh, Jay Wow! And uh, yeah, her and I have known each other for a couple of years and met through met through the WWE folks. She's got yeah. a great relationship with them. As I connected with her and started building a friendship with her, I knew there was a lot more substance than people may have assumed based off of the Jersey Shore stuff and everything mm-hmm. else. And I knew that there was some serious talent and, and entrepreneurship behind who she was. So about a year and a half ago, I had an idea about starting a yoga line and I wanted to include her to see if she wanted to become my business partner. Yeah. Never mentioned anything to her until COVID happened. And that was like, okay, we, I've, I've downtime now. I don't want to just sit here. We started selling face masks and, and capitalize on that opportunity. But there, and I saw how 
big that business was and how quick that was um, that if we can sell a product that I can take the human error out of having to have a physical person go and measure somebody and go yeah. and style somebody and we could just sell direct mm. to consumer yeah. I think we could really crush it yeah no expenses right. less expense right. for sure so less expense far less yes. and less headache of, of dealing with everything. people everything just um, yeah so we, um, we we called them back in May and, and I had her PR team on the phone and then I have a marketing company and my two business partners for my marketing brand were on the call we just said, hey, Jenny, here's what we have. And we put together a beautiful pitch deck for her. Her team absolutely Ooh. loved it. And um, we wanted to have it finalized by June and then July and then August and then September. And it, it just kept getting delayed. And then when attorneys get involved, that, that whole thing messes yeah. stuff up again. And no we, we finally, right after Labor Day, about a week after Labor Day, we came up and when we, we finalized the agreement. Um, we got ink to pen and paper and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, so we're going to launch Black Friday. And, okay, um, Black Friday. Yeah, so nice. We, we were adamant on, we think this is going to be the biggest Black Friday in the history of shopping and everything else. Oh, yeah. And oh. Um, we're in a very bad time crunch from a launch standpoint, yeah. uh, less than, you know, 50 some days now. But we're, we're making great headway with the product and the launch. And, and I, you know, I think we can do some, some serious uh, growth with this right out of the gate. Love it. Love it. Perfect, man. Count me in. Definitely. Let me know how, what I can do to help uh, get myself or Natalie something or I want some. We'll get bright, it. In bright green. We'll get it. We'll match oh, what you got on. Brother, if we could get you in some yoga gear and bright green, dog. That might be one. You're going to be in be Hollywood. One. It's going to be goodbye for me. I love you. I'll come see you in Cali. Okay? No, we we got to get perm some. No, we some, always together. Okay. We ain't going to nowhere. All right. All right. All right. So what, what things, uh, you know, would you look back on and say, I can't believe I went through these things and survived? Or even though you may, may have believed because you never thought about quitting, you know, there's even some workouts I push myself through right now where I look back on it and I'm like, bro, I don't even know how I got through that. And right. I feel good now. Right. But in the moment, that sucked. Yeah. Like what, what things can you remember or, you know, what advice can you give more so to the listeners of, just a broad spectrum of, of your experience in entrepreneurship. These are some things you're going to have to go through because people don't see the ass whoopings that you get yeah. on the climb on, on the way up. They just see where you're at currently or, or where you're, you know, going. They don't see all the stuff that you had to go through. They just see the perks of it, not the obstacle to it. What are those things? Because I think it encourages people to to know on their journey man there's nothing wrong with me it's not me it's just part of the process right. what are those things I, th I think the hardest thing is the is the money and being broke because <laughs> whenever you jump into this my goal was i said okay if i'm going to drain everything that i've ever made financially and risk this shame on me if i don't put every ounce of effort i have in for for five years and i said by five years i'll have an idea so i knew for that first five years it was going to be hell um you know my powers you just be, mentally planned for that you just accept it's yeah. you know you accept that you're not going to go out on weekends evenings mm -hmm. like this is the things people miss come on talk yeah. to me i mean I, I i stopped going to bachelor parties of good friends of mine weddings uh of good friends of mine because i a i couldn't afford it i couldn't afford to give somebody a hundred dollar gift because that could have meant that was me buying a suit that right. I could have sold and made whatever. Um, so I think f from that standpoint of sacrificing the friendships and focusing on yourself, especially at 26, 27, 28 years old, whenever that's a prime for you to go out and enjoy Party. those things. Um, time out. Time out. I, I don't want to interrupt you just for the sake of interrupting you, but what you're saying is so important. It could be easily just people can miss it and fast. So I just want to slow it down. 26 27 28 he's talking about he gave up weekend partying gave up a late evenings started to not be able to attend some parties and weddings for friends and things of that nature in order to pursue his his dream this is what people don't see they don't think about they don't want to give up and these are the small decisions that the ones that make it this is what they do like sure. this is what this is what we do like when you're talking about this makes sense to me you know what i mean yeah. i know what you're talking about as would somebody else that came up you know and and, and made it they they would it, even if it's a different business they would know which what, what you're talking For about sure. you know what i mean this is what the people need to understand because when they're going through this building something they may think it's just them you know 
I have to be an asshole because I got to miss my friend's, you know, wedding in North Carolina because I'm still on the grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. What else? And and even like to kind of piggyback on that a little bit too, you know, I remember getting included in group texts with friends and then all of a sudden seeing them on social media mm-hmm. out and about and then I didn't get that group text. So even the the lack as I started seeing, hey, you're getting invited everywhere. To as time progressed, it was distant. Everybody was became distant. Yeah, nobody, nobody, everybody stopped reaching out to right. me because I stopped going, and that was like kind of like breaking up with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. It was very very difficult to kind of swallow that pride, and especially now with social media, but it needed to happen. Had to, had to have, and and, no way. and that stuff shoved in your face every single day. Everybody's yeah. on Snapchat, IG stories, things like that. So you couldn't even escape it from a, right. hey, it I'm was still coming to you. Yeah. So, so that was tough. Um, I got on my wrist here. I don't know if, yeah, probably can't pull it up, but I got my bank account tattooed on there from 2017. Do you really? Is yeah. it still good? It's, uh, I'll show you here real quick. Let me quick. see that, Mike. And I'll let you read the number off Let me see there. that. What did it say? 8860 oh, 80, Yeah, let's negative though. Negative 8640. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was I went to John Eagle the one day to buy groceries. Oh, so you was negative. And uh, and uh I got declined on my debit card uh, and then I checked my account and it was negative $86.40 and that was a pretty pivotal place for me because I was about two weeks away from bankruptcy. Um, I took a life insurance policy out on myself. Uh, I was going through some very difficult times and I would never hurt myself, but it was a very dark place to be in. And I remember whenever I, I, I called my buddy, signed up for the life insurance, and I said, look, if I don't make it through this, I don't want to leave my parents and my family cleaning up my mess and all the debt and everything. And so I would be less cautious. I'd, I would roll through stop signs. I'd go on the highway, and I would just be, like, carelessly driving because I just – it was it was such a suffocating feeling. And I remember in this story, you, I think you'll really appreciate I. I was flying to WrestleMania in 2017, and that was probably the hardest year that I've had in my entire life. And it was right after the Chinese New Year. So those of you who don't know, the country of China shuts down for pretty much the entire month of February, some going into March, and they just kind of re, re, uh, reset with everything. So the whole country shuts down logistics. Damn, I never would have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know some folks that are Chinese. My, I got Chinese friends, and, and uh, they grind. Yeah. Yeah, they hustle. So to take a whole month, I never would have knew that. Just like I didn't know when you go to Italy, they like shut down during lunchtime for a couple hours. Did you know that? Yeah, like, like for the afternoon and everything. Yeah, yeah. they like oh, wow. take a nap. Yeah, you know what I mean, or oh, something really? like that. You all, know? all of Europe's pretty much like that. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, so um, you know, it was it was kind of leading up after that. So they shut down for a month. Yeah, they shut down. So we already set our expectations with clients at that point. Like, hey, this is going to be eight to ten weeks instead of four weeks, and and so on. And also at that time. You know, the money that was coming in from suits, I had to live off of. I had to pay people. So then we had, a, a, at that time frame, I didn't even have enough money to buy the clothing for people that had already paid. Mm. And I, if I wasn't you selling more it. product, couldn't get it. I right. couldn't flip right. it. You can flip it. So I started getting people, man, David doesn't care about anybody except his celebrity clients. All he does is drink. All he does is party. And I was, I was reading uh, Damon John's book, and I was, it was, I was literally two minutes from landing in New Orleans for WrestleMania. And the very last paragraph that I was reading talks about you know, his situation and from outside perspective, what it may look like that he's drinking and partying and having fun and all this stuff is that's actually his way to grind. And that's his opportunity. And that's how he networks and right, grows his absolutely. business. Cause I stopped drinking when I started my business cause I couldn't afford it anymore. So to hear somebody say, I don't care about that. All I want to do is party. It broke my heart because it was the furthest thing from the truth. So kind of talking more about WrestleMania and that, that weekend, um, I, I flew down on a Thursday Hall of Fame event was Friday I overnighted I think 33 garments to all WWE wrestlers both men and women that had to wear for the red carpet the next day mm-hmm. I didn't have I had about half of those that never bought stuff from me before so at that point we had a, a terrible manufacturer I had no idea if it was going to even fit if it was going to mm-hmm. be close um, I had uh, my cousin came to my house I think he owed me like $100 or $80 and he came to the and I kept pressing him I'm like hey can I get that money before my flight at three o'clock and then I, he, I, he's like, dude, why are you being like this over like a couple bucks? I'll get you when I get yeah, home. Yeah, he thinks you're rich yeah. at this point. Yeah, and I, um, he, he opened the door, came into my house, and I just started crying. And he gave, ended up giving me about $300, and it got me through the weekend, which was crazy. 
and then the 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 last caveat caveat of all this stuff is it all worked out well everything everything was great the product worked but on the flight home i remember landing in pittsburgh and this lady that worked the front desk of an eye doctor office that i used to sell equipment to had not talked to her in like two years she works my fashion show every year and then other than that i don't really communicate with her outside of facebook she certainly has no idea about my business or where we were at the time and she randomly, I literally land in Pittsburgh. I'm driving um, 376 through Robinson. It was, a, it was snowing out. And she texts me and I look and she says, hey, David, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. There was no hello or nothing. It was, I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. All I know is that God told me to reach out to you and that you're going through something very, very difficult right now. And I lost, I just started crying again. It's just super emotional time right. for me. But to have somebody that had no clue about no my idea. business and none of that stuff, it was kind of... So what, do you, what does that mean to you? What does that experience mean to you? So, How has that affected your faith at all? Yeah, so I mean... We're going through all this stuff, there's nobody that you can really look up to, you know, other than God or wherever you believe in or whatever spirit of what you need to do to get you through that situation. And um, it just shows you that if you continue to just keep trusting yourself, work as hard as you possibly can, there's got to be a light at the end of the tunnel in some capacity and something like that. I mean, that that got me through one of the darkest times of my life. I mean, I I had no idea how I was going to get through that that stretch of, you know, the first half of 2017. What do you think that conversation meant though? Like the woman saying that out of the blue, mm -hmm. she felt like God told her to reach out to you and say that, what does that think? What does that mean to you? Yeah. I mean, it solidified what I'm doing. It, it solidified that there's uh, somebody helping me do my thing. There's somebody giving me strength to get through all this stuff where there's light at the end of the tunnel. And that if someone like that, reaches out to you that doesn't know anything exactly. that's going on you know there has to be yeah a god watching, watching about this for sure for someone random to reach out a to you random. that can't be in that can't be yeah. an accident yeah yeah and 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 those are the things that i mentioned earlier about you just take whatever you can to turn a positive in, into something to get you through because it was it was how easy it would have been to start thinking negative yeah or to tap out yeah quit so, yep. I, I, so so now move me move me through that like what I, what things do you think if if because you've been around and you've you've had successful you've been successful in business and you've and you've been around other successful people in business mm -hmm. what do, does anything stand out to you if we could say like man the majority of the people that i know that are successful do this or have this or have done this or go is anything stand out if you had to like put in a book like in my experiences here's all the things that stick out to me that i think these people do similar i think the biggest thing which is my favorite thing about it is whenever you're around a group of people that are all in in doing the things you're doing and and are successful there's zero negativity in that there is zero there's there's not a hey there's no there's no talking about other people. No. There's no negativity about other people. Cause cause I know I'm I'm probably one of the most optimistic people in the entire world. Like I just I'm very fortunate to be doing what I'm doing. I'm very fortunate to have the mentality to get through hell and to get through the stuff that I've been through. So I just appreciate waking up every day. I appreciate uh, people that want to buy something off me, that want to like my picture, that want to share right. something. Yep. There's so much value in that. Right. And, and whenever you see the other groups of successful people, it's, it's just a genuine appreciation for what they have, where they are. And without knowing everything they've been through, you kind of know everything they've been through at least the feelings that they've experienced because it's an, it's an ugly, ugly, ugly ride, but it's also the most rewarding, most humbling and most amazing ride that you could possibly have. And I, I just think the, the, I don't, I don't have anybody in my circle that's negative. I just won't. And the minute that somebody is like, I, it's, you're not in my circle. It's, it's hard to build a positive life with a negative mindset. Yes, it is. That's why you don't really see a bunch of negative people that are successful Yeah, because you can't, become successful if you're negative that's why you sure. see so many positive people in that because for the most part you're gonna have to like you said you're gonna have to talk yourself out of quitting because it's not always easy in that yeah. moment so something kind of molds you and cuts you to be a certain way and think a certain way in order to make that dream a reality so i, I man i couldn't agree more you know that, with that's, you that is like to me and and that's like i think a rule in life and that's when you realize ultimate happiness 
I'm not at a point where um, you know I could buy anything I want. I can I do well for myself now, and I enjoy what I do. But I just I just realized that um, if there's somebody that says anything bad about me, I don't care. If there's someone that has a certain feeling about me, I don't care. And it has nothing to do with not respecting other people or thinking that. It's just I've never done anything in my life, um, and even more so in my entrepreneurial life for the last five to six years, that I've done anything bad. I've never done anything shady. I've I've just I've got kicked in the face over and over and over again for five and a half and, and ten years essentially. So everything I've done is morally and ethically correct. So if somebody has something bad to say about me, you just don't know me. Right. And that's not my problem. I'm I'm sorry to hear that you you have a certain feeling about me. And that's whenever I and I didn't have that feeling until probably last year. It took me till then to really mm. accept the fact that Man, I, I'm being comfortable with knowing that yeah. I treat people well. Yeah, I, I I try to be as good as of a person as I could possibly be to people with good intentions and and do the right things. And at that point, it's out of my control. If I still have somebody that yep. doesn't like me, I don't know what else I can do. But right. I believe so heavily in in what that I'm doing the right thing for people and and as a person that I don't even sweat what another person has to say because that is another thing that must be on the docket if you're going to be successful in anything mm-hmm. don't matter baseball boxing mma tennis shoes suits ties whatever Love. insurance real estate don't matter if you want to go all the way up there you're going to have a bunch of people that for whatever reason they think by you going there means that there's less opportunity in the world for them and they hate it. So right. so then they got to say something negative or try to do something negative and, and then that becomes the struggle of, of I had this a similar experience of that and you know a turning point for me, which was a few years ago, where I, I learned you have to let go that this won't be the last time that somebody says something, you know, because in our world, you know, as a kid, you know, where, where, where I grew up, I was like pounded in my head. Like if somebody is talking about you all the time and you see them, then it's on, or you really just go hunt them down. You know what I mean? Most of, most of the time, you know, not, you know, but that's just the culture. Not, not that everybody acts on it, but that is truly a hundred percent the culture that I was raised in. So I, I had to, for the for for like one of the first times I had to like just sit back and and give it to God and and not I like to control shit. I like to attack things. I like to be aggressive and hit things head on and I and I had to sit back and think about what we were talking about before they turned the microphone on of, you know, realizing that you can do all these right things in life. And one bad decision can change everything. You know, it's scary in a sense of you can take all these years, all these ass whoopings, be right to everybody, do the right thing constantly, everything. And if you do one bad thing and it's bad enough and wrong enough, you could literally lose it all. Yeah. Overnight. 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 So I'm like, man, you know what? (sighs) I might have to let this one slide. It's, it's swallowing your I might have to hard. let this one slide and I and, and you know what my faith is growing at a point of I'm gonna even I'm gonna take this I'm gonna start hitting my knees I'm gonna stay in prayer I'm gonna let God handle this situation for me and I'm not even going to call any friends that I know that I grew up with because I feel spiritually it's the wrong thing to do right now I feel like I need to do a better job before God that has blessed me with so much and so like going to that deep of a, of a spot of literally letting go of this control of i'm not gonna let any negativity affect me anymore i'm not ever gonna go to this place again people can say what they want do what they want hate on me if they want whatever i know who i am i know how i treat people i know how we roll and if at that point somebody got something negative to say, they don't really know who you are, or if they know who you are, they got to be a hater. There's yeah. no other way. And they're just unhappy with something that's going on in their own life, right. and that's that's sure. the thing. And I remember when I I remember I started my business, the very first picture that I took, it was a a, a green camo jacket that I bought. I was like, oh, this is cool. I laid it out on my hardwood floor. 
there were wrinkles in the jacket. Um, it was the first picture I posted saying I was going to do custom clothing. And I remember this one girl in particular made a comment on there and said something like, you know, don't you think you should be steaming that before you take pictures of it? And and then had a couple other things that she kind of <laughs> chirped behind it. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I should have. But like uh, maybe a praise like, hey, good luck. Keep it going. And that was the quick you know, kicking the ass to say, all right, this is how it's going to be. This is out there. It's wild out there. Yeah. The and, and, um, when you look at like real big celebrities, you know, when you look at people that got like millions of followers yeah. and stuff, anytime they post anything, you can find some super negative stuff oh, in there. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. You know, if they wanted to really look through Always. it all, there gotta be a hundred to a thousand, you know, negative comments yeah, about sure. that person, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. That's where I started to trick my mind of like, LeBron can't go to play an away game in 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 a Boston and have someone screaming from the stands, you know, you suck, you know, you're too old, yeah. you're this, you and him just be like arguing with the fan and jumping up in the yep. stands, you know what I mean? Like, you coming, to, you paying tickets to come see me play. For sure. I got to let you be a, a spectator, yep. okay, because I'm a professional and you want to watch me do yeah. my job. Yeah. So, okay, fine. This is part of being a professional. Yeah, you I, know what I'm saying? I save in my phone. I have two two albums. One is uh, Social Media Slander and the other one is Positivity and Praise that I get on through people on social media and whatnot. And, I mean, I've had people tell me to die. I've had people <laughs> – I had one – uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I posted this one picture of uh, a dude, James Corden, who's the Late Late Show with James Corden on one of the yeah. stations. And he look, he's always dressed super well. He's one of my favorite people. And, and I posted a picture of him, and I put on there because I try to give style tips and style advice on my Instagram stories. And I commented and it was like, uh, you know, I, he looks great. I said if his tailor would have added one more inch to the stomach of his jacket, it would have looked incredible. It would have pulled less. The next thing you know, a couple minutes later, I get this, this DM from somebody that I probably have dated or something. I don't know how it goes, but <laughs> talking about me and how I fat shame people. And, <laughs> and I'm like, all I did was offer a tip that, you know, for people that are following to get an understanding of how a suit should look and how it should feel. And then they, the next thing is they go into rattling off that my style sucks and I'm a, I'm a oh. Pittsburgh nobody and I don't work with any big names and his style list is from LA and they're famous. I'm like, first of all, I don't care about fame. It's not about that. Um, but I said, it is what it is. I didn't respond. I just screenshot it, pop it in the folder. And then I just want to save all that stuff that I don't ever go back and look at it because I don't care unless I'm having a, a conversation like this that I like to show. Yeah. But you got to find light and humor in those things. Um, Saving those. What, so, so you have a file of the negative things that right. people have said. I've done the same thing. That's so crazy. Yeah. And, and I've coached people that I mentor closely. And everything gets people to tick differently you know what motivates you may not motivate the next person so i just try to i try to think of ways that uh, that i've watched myself be motivated and others be motivated and then when it comes time for me to try to teach other young people that are coming up like how to find your motivation how to find your why even without having kids without having a wife like what, what are some ways that that i can remember things elevating me uh, one of them was was those type of things, like just some just a, a little. I think David Goggins. You ever yeah, watch Goggins? Sure. He calls it the cookie jar. Yeah, he calls it the cookie jar. He says all these negative things that people have said about me, all these things that have happened. I go when I need motivation, when I need to to, to I go back to the cookie jar and remind myself yeah. of of who I am and find find motivation in that. So who who do you? Uh, is there anyone that you find? Is there any groups of people or books or, you know, is there any, who do you look up to or admire uh, and find mentorship in, from or, and why? Like, what have you learned from those people? Yeah. I mean, obviously with you, I mean, you've become a great friend of mine and I, what you're doing, um, I'm not just saying that because I'm here. I genuinely mean that there are very few people that I've met in my life in person that have done what I want to do or have started something from zero. There's a lot of people that I know that are very successful, but did not start at zero and did not kind of do their own thing. So I think you're uh, absolutely one of them. And I think from the standpoint of how you treat people is very, what I'm in line with and always trying to do good. I mean, we've donated over a hundred thousand dollars through our years in the fashion shows over the last four years of the hospitals and, and charity. So that side of things feels really good. Um, a lot of the psychology of, of things, Jordan Peterson's one of my favorite uh, authors to read. I think he's just, I think he's one of the, the most intelligent human beings on planet earth. 
um, Damon John, huge fan of him. Obviously, his, his in his, the industry, in the industry, yeah. you got to have somebody in there. Phil Knight with the Shoe Dog book, incredible book. One thing I'm doing now, I notice, is my Joe Rogan's probably one of my top. I don't, I don't watch TV really anymore. If I do, it's watching a podcast. Come on, um, come on, it's another big one. Yeah, that's another big one that people miss. So, so let's go back to whenever I started this five, six, seven years ago. I didn't have mentors like you or other people that are in my world that I could call now. So what I relied on were podcasts because shame on anybody who says the information's not out there. Shame on anybody that says they don't have mentors. Create your own mentor by putting those people in front of you. They're literally telling you how they did what oh, they've done yeah. from every single dirty detail to the ultimate success. That Open book had. test. Yeah. And, and, so, so I just fell in love with learning and I fell in love of, in self-improvement and being better. And I love when people tell me that I'm extremely nice and that, that they don't know people that do as much as I do because I want other people to do that. Cause I think that's how you change the world is yep. you get yes. people to believe in the positivity and yep. look at what's out there. But, um, so those are all like kind of a, 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 a plethora of people that I kind of follow. And there's other ones that I, that I, that I've, following and attached to Seth Ferrosi's another guy. Um, he's a Pittsburgh guy, bodybuilder does a great job on his podcast. Um, even Pat McAfee's become a great friend of mine. And, you know, I didn't know a lot of the stuff that he went through adversity wise with people trashing him about leaving the NFL. And, you know, he gave up, I think a two and a half million dollar contract, the last one or an extension or something. And, uh, one of the gentlemen on ESPN made a comment about how crazy he was to leave there. And now he's becoming massive in what he's doing. And, my, my biggest thing is like you you gotta your mind is what's going to get you there right and and that's what we've always talked about is exercising your mind and sharpening your mind um working hard is not hard it, it, i mean that's just a time thing and just making time, a decision to do it. It. it but to put up to work hard while getting kicked in the ass every single day to to days that it feels like you're just suffocating somebody's choking you somebody's just punching you in the face over and over again and still doing and it. doing it and then waking up the next day and doing it and then uh. the next day and doing it and doing that for five ten years it's 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 hard it's hard but like you have to find that's somebody. what it takes sometimes yeah people want to do what you do but they don't want to do what you did yeah you know what i mean and, and people got to know that doing what you did is part of the process. It's just, it, you know, there's no way out of it. At some point, you're going to get your ass beat a little bit. You know, some might be earlier, some might be later, some might be mid, you know, just, but there's going to be obstacles and adversity. Anybody could be positive when things are going good, but it's, it's about the people that separate themselves. They can be positive when things are not going good. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. And the majority of the ride is not good. Come on. I mean, years and years. 52 weeks out of the year, not every single one is going to be good. No. But, no. I, you know, I was, I was uh, on, the, on the ride, on the walk up here, and then when I saw you when we went to dinner recently, you know, you asked me, how's everything going? You know, and, and I was like, oh, man, you know, it's almost, it don't even seem normal yeah. because it's so, you know, everything is good. Yeah. You know, my marriage is good. The kids are good. The business is good. And, you know, I look, it's like, man, it's been a 15-year grind and and i'm ready you know i'm ready i'm ready for whatever but there is light at the end of the tunnel you know if if you're willing to to do that and, and go through that stuff the the relationships that you build the the people that you meet and all of that stuff man it's 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 worth it and you know i've watched you continue to 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 climb and, and build no matter what is is going on you know sometimes there's a lot of growth going on you just don't see it out of out of the ground you know but you got to plant those seeds and I, I continue to watch you keep planting these seeds and keep stepping up in certain ways and I don't know what you know the bottom line you know looks like now or what it's going to look like 5 10 15 20 years from today but I know how much that I've seen you improve every year that I've known you or something add something to your arsenal and continue to evolve the the as long as I've known you so that that makes me know you know I already know what this looks like for you, you know, four or five years from today, I appreciate that, you know, man. you're, Thank you're you. just, oh. you're just killing it every year. I just oh, see baby. you getting better and, and better at what you're doing and growing and working with more people, man. So are you, um, are you, you know, I remember when we first started talking, you were getting out of a relationship, I think, or you had just recently gotten out of a relationship. Uh -uh. Are, are you single? Have uh -uh. you been, 
single? Uh-huh. Did you slide off and get married? Did you do something I didn't know <laughs> about? What's, what's going no, on? I, so I find baby, out, baby. Single baby. <laughs> no, I, so I actually started dating a girl uh, back in, uh, in May. She got I, lucky. Yeah, you know what? I, I, that's another thing that's extremely challenging. Um, and maybe, maybe you know, I, I, don't, I think a lot was picking the wrong people in the past, but my number one is my business. And, yeah. and that doesn't mean disrespect to anybody right. else, my family, my girlfriend, whatever. Like, because my number one has to be my business because the purpose of the business is to take care of my family and it's to take care of my future. And if I can't, if I can't take care of myself with my business, how am I going to take care of my wife and my kids down the road and my family? And my biggest joy that one day I can't wait to do is for Christmas, give everybody in my family $10,000 check or something like that. And that's, that's what it used to be, you know, buy a house for my parents, but they don't need that. They're they're, My dad's done well for himself and, and my mom has as well. And I just, and, and it's not about the dollar value of doing it. It's just the fact that I, I at some point, hopefully soon, am I going to be able to do those right. things. That's cool. And it's just like a thank Makes you for just right. being there. And, and um, you know, th- those are the things that kind of really push me for all this stuff. But yeah, I started dating a girl a couple months back. It's been great. May. Um, May. May, yeah. June, July, August. Yeah. September. September, so this is fresh. This is fresh. Yeah, oh, for, for sure. Four months. months. For sure, yeah. Four yeah. months four retention. Months yeah. Okay, so Y'all it's still fresh. Yet? So are, are you Not yet. Term? <laughs> Not Where's yet. she live? <laughs> That's what Where's she talking. from? <laughs> is this a secret? Are we breaking it out right oh, now? Yeah. Is this, they say Facebook too. official? Is this Grindcast official? It's, it's public knowledge. Okay. Right. It's public All right. knowledge. Cool. Where's she live at? She lives, she just moved back to Pittsburgh. She lives in the strip district. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, so so I'm assuming that she assumes that she supports the Grind. Yeah, cool. yeah. Is, is that was that a big important factor for you to date somebody? Was was that they supported the grind, understanding that in order, you know, I mean, it's it, the, the business has to be a, a main focus in order to to make this work. Yeah, I mean, everybody I talked to in that situation, when I whenever I was dating and figuring out if somebody could work in my lifestyle or not, was that that's the first thing I bring up is my business and and where I want to take it, what type of requirements it has for me. And I told her the other day, actually, like she hasn't even seen me work because if, with COVID shut down and you know, usually the suits are oh, she ain't ready for the grind. It's, uh, it's you got to uh, keep her ready. Hey, like I'm just letting you know yeah. when it. When they lift this band, you're going to see me out here grinding. Yeah, I mean, we we have three or four different big projects coming up. I mean, I'm I'm working on a CBD company right now with a pretty big name celebrity. Um, We have the yoga line with JWoww coming. The the David Allen suit brand and the clothing brand is is full head of steam right now. I have two other big projects as well that we're trying to do. So, you know, once the travel stuff restrictions and whatnot change a little bit more and, and people can do things, with the 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 big thing about the suits and what's great is is we showcase a lot of our stuff for the Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, mm. NFL events, you know, yes. WWE events. And they're all shut down. And they're all shut so, down. Yeah. So my my travels usually Monday through Friday every week. Woo! Um, you know, and sometimes yeah. it's longer than they that. They miss that. Yeah. People yeah. didn't hear that. Let me say it one more time for them. What's the travel schedule? <laughs> it's Monday through Friday every week, and if not longer than you got to honor that. We're on the grind cast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure. This is this is this cast. was built on on appreciation for the grind. Of course. You know what I mean? So when I see somebody really put in the work that's required to go to the next level, I get genuinely like excited. Yeah. Like I want to like give you some love, man, because there's not many people that are going to encourage you and give you love for grinding yeah. because most people tell you you should not be grinding because they don't realize what, 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 what happens. And all the people that you look at that are at a certain point, at some point they usually got they, 95, 99% of those people had to go through some type of a, of a grind like that, man. So I love that you're doing that. Oh. I, I, so many people in business I've watched I've watched people in not only business, but even in sports, let a spouse or significant other person that they're dating ruin the business, you know, or or like all they were doing great. Then they meet somebody and then the person's like, no, you can't do that. You can't do this. And then they like can't. They, they can't go to the next level. And, and, and uh, as we close out, man, I just want to all these points that I've heard you talk about in your story. Mm. I want to make sure that people ain't missing because there's a nugget. There's a nugget. Right. There's a nugget. Sure. They would just not have heard that. Right. This is like, right. OK, I'm not saying I'm the shit. I'm not saying I'm the greatest. I'm just saying for my standard of whoever I end up, 
you know, dating, I'm sure they're going to need things out of me or they have things that they're like, I could deal with this. I can't deal with that. My one of mine is that whoever it is, they need to understand that I have a business that I'm going to be all in on this business is what is what you're saying. All the all the successful folks I've seen be able to have those need to have those conversations in the process of building stuff. And so if people are out there listening to this and you didn't start dating someone like if you're not already married, if if you're just starting to like, all right, I'm single, I'm trying to find who do I settle down with here? You need to try to find somebody that supports the movement and maybe have those conversations up front. If it's something that's passionate you know, to you that you want to build of, hey make sure that you're on the same page with me and can deal with this schedule and can deal with this process. Because if not, you're going to end up not happy and you know, we're not going to be able to work because you're not going to stop the whole movement. If, if you know, you need to be home, you know, five days a week instead of, you know, running the business right right now. Right. But maybe down the road, you know, maybe 10 years from now, you know, maybe there's a point where it's like, ah, I hit it, I did it, I got it, I'm moving, I'm making an impact in people's life, it's running, things are popping, and, and life is good. And and maybe you'll 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 sit in the back and give love to, you know, whoever yeah. that person is when that when that moment comes. And and there's no doubt the moment will come. And when it comes, people will miss this part of, of the journey that I've I've gotten a chance to see uh midway through or, or sure. quarter way through, whatever way through when we first met. But I've been seeing and I'll make sure to tell people that it wasn't always that way because yeah, no. I know it wasn't even always this way. Right. What what would so? How can people support you? How can they follow you or, or find you? I know you got a uh, uh, Black Friday thing going on. Yeah, where can we buy that? Yeah, so we um, we actually have a call later today. To we we had our launch call Monday. Um, we had a, re, a branding call Wednesday, and then we have a rebranding and a, a logo call tonight. So uh, we have a name, I think, in mind that we're going with. Okay. But we don't even have anything built yet. So, right, so, so I'll, I'll be able to. You could tag me on social media sure. or something, yeah. and, and people yeah. that that want to find out, they could find out there. Yeah, and I'll put it on my Instagram. My Instagram's just uh, it's at David Allen Style. A L A N is Allen, so David Allen Style, and that's pretty much my main piece for all that stuff. Facebook's just David Allen, and then Twitter's David Allen Style as well. Tight. Um, he yeah. got the blue check mark. I got the blue check mark. I blue thought I saw him mark. when I seen him. I said, oh, "Are you sure you still? I can dap you up. You got the blue check mark now, dog. You know what I'm saying? So you'll see him with the blue check mark. Da, make making it happen. Thanks for joining us Thank on another guys. episode of the Grindcast. Get ready, it's a new day. Count money, man. Money, man. Stack riches. Trying, told, trying, told him I'm a beast, bud.